Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy and Jay Grunberg. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, as always, and welcome to the actual live stream here at Electrician Live. And of course, it wouldn't be a show without my guest host, or is he a guest host? Or maybe, again, he's a permanent host introducing, you know who it is, Jay Grunberg. Oh, and I don't hear Jay. Hey, hey, everybody. There he is. There he is. I thought, hey. you know what? I thought he did like one or two shows, and I'm like, he said, forget this, Jack, and I'm out of here. You know? But <laughs> but no, he's there. He's there. And you also, Jay, do you want to introduce our special guest for tonight in this topic? Oh, of course. I'd be the glad guns? to introduce him. He's actually part of the Wired Up crew, my newest residential wireman, Chris Pacheco. Awesome. Hi, everybody. everybody. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, we got it. He brought the cheering crowd. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well. Um, also, as always, want to remember that are people overwatching in the actual uh, podcast over on Electrician Live. You can always listen to it there. Of course, we're also syndicated on Spreaker, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Apple Tunes. Google Play, whatever you want to listen, wherever your favorite podcasts are listened to, you can listen to us. Of course, you can always come over here to the live stream here at the YouTube channel. That is youtube.com forward slash master the NEC and join in with us, be able to chat with us on screen, ask any questions, and we'll do our best to answer those questions. Um, so tonight's episode is kind of a, 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 a going to be a good episode because, again, I don't come from any experience being in a union. Um, I've had a lot of interaction with other people that are in union and through the years and taught a lot of in union programs. They allow me, uh, to come into their program and teach different things for code again. And I made it out of their live. So everything's good, you know, so we're going to have a discussion on that tonight. So again, as you figured, our topic is union versus non-union. And we have a list of topics and things that we're going to talk about. And we're excited to bring Chris in, um, Pacheco. I got yes, sir, it right. Yes, sir. All right, yes, I got it did. right. Yes, he did. Pacheco, there you go. Yeah, well, thanks for coming tonight. And, uh, no, most definitely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, welcome to the to Wired Up team. Okay. And uh, don't, <laughs> don't just, you know, don't let him run you off early. All right, so get you in there early. So, again, welcome. So, what do you think, Jake? You think it's going to be a good topic? Uh, 
you didn't come from a union. Uh, you didn't. Did you have any union experience? I think we talked about that before. You had some, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. I um, when I joined the union, though, I was already a licensed journeyman. Okay. So I came in as a licensed guy from a non-union shop. So when I came in, they kind of they embraced me, and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to that part. But it was it was definitely um, an experience for me, one that I enjoyed, and also I had I have some enjoyment from it and some non-enjoyment parts from it, and I'll tell you about that coming the up. The goods, the goods, and the bads. The goods and the bads, the goods and the and uglies. Good. The good, the bads, and the uglies. Okay. Well, we're going to bring them, bring them all tonight and kind of share it out there. I think at the end of the day, I can tell you from an educator standpoint, whether you're union or non-union, we get this out of the way. Union has great educational opportunities. Uh, and non-union can as well because there's many outfits that are not unionized, but they are well-organized trainings like IECs and things like that. So there's other different training opportunities that are available. Uh, so, again, training is key. Getting as much training as, as possible is always going to be the good thing. But we want to look at what it is as far as electrician working for these different, whether or not you're working in a union or non-union. So I guess it's uh, basically, I guess first thing I would is, Chris, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself a little bit. Let us, let us know. I mean, I know you've, you're kind of on the downhill slide now working for Jay, but Prior, prior to that, tell us, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and some of your experiences. Um, you know, about four years, maybe going on my fifth year uh, do, doing electrical work, Paul. Um, and I got to say, you know, Jay, Jay and, and his company, it, it's a blessing in disguise. Um, when I met Jay, I was struggling to look for electrical work. Um I had ended my ended my path with the union and everything, and trying to go non union, I'd, I'd never done it before. And then uh, I've actually done. He found me at a, a, a temp agency is where oh. he found me, and so I uh, I ended my course with them, waited my time, and and got on with with Jay. He, he uh, welcomed me with open arms, and it's just it's just history from there. Um, I believe I am his company's first licensed apprentice to get licensed. So awesome. it's, it's that, that's very good. Um, the man that trained me, very, very smart man. And, uh, I'm actually also his first apprentice to gain a license. So, um, other than that, um, I enjoy electrical work very, very much. Um, it's, there's a reason we I have a passion for is the reason why I started to do it. Well, you said the guy that trained you was a very smart man, so I was sitting there thinking, do we know each other? Did I? I'm just playing. Actually, I think he's talking about our project manager, uh, Chris Westfall, who I brought in. He was a licensed guy who I brought in from an outsource, outside source, and he came in, and he's such such a good, incredible electrician, especially with residential. Awesome. That it was a no-brainer to have him teach my guys, but uh, to what Chris was saying – we build within our company, and he's a, he's a great uh, person to explain that. So thanks, okay. Chris. Cool. So, Chris, so take take me back a little bit, though. So you did work for Union Outfit. Yes, I did, yes. So, um, basically, how I got started in that is uh, I've always been very handy, you know, with the tool. My father-in-law, he does remodeling. He has his own LLC outfit of, you know, construction, so – he was telling me, you know, you, you ought to do a trade. 
like go to an apprenticeship or something. So I just started looking into it. I mean, from sparkies to pipe fitters to tinners, carpenters, I went down the list, um, just weighing my options, pros and cons, seeing, seeing what's out there. And then when I decided to probably do electrical, um, that's when I started contacting like electrical companies. What's it going to take to get on with them? Sure. Some of them had some wait lists, uh, like the big companies, uh, Berg, for example, went out here and they're like, you know, we're not accepting apprentices right now, but you could fill out an application. If you get accepted, we could bring you on, you know, this and that. And then, uh, and then my mom had actually told me that my aunt's husband was an electrician. I should talk to him. Okay. So in doing so, you know, I talked to Chris, his name is Chris also. And, uh, yeah, he's like, he, he, he explained, you know, just his career path to me, the way he, he talked to me about it and being an electrician, I, I was moved by it. I was like, okay, this man loves what he does. He he wakes up every single day, likes going to work, doing what he does, the guys he works around. So I, I was sold, but he was union and I had no idea you right. know, what. I had no idea about the IBEW, so he's like, if you're going to do it, do union. So I said, okay. The worst they're going to do is tell me no, you know, so I go down to the union hall to the apprenticeship, fill out an application, pay pay the fees or whatever for that application. The next thing you know, they're calling me back to take my aptitude test. I take my test. I get it accepted, and I'm talking like two weeks down the road. I'm on I'm on a I'm on the VA job here in that was here in in, uh, in Denver. So so from the you really you went in you did an application then you had to do an aptitude to kind of see whether or not you fall within mm-hmm. the parameters that, that that they want to put the time in. I guess of course you know they're putting in their time too with you. It's them mm-hmm. accepting you and you wanting to get the job, but they want people that are gonna that show an aptitude for it. So you exactly. do the aptitude. It was, just, it, was, it, was, it was yeah it was basically just like a. Uh, basic algebra test they just wanted to know your math skills to make sure that you had what it take to you know at least at least try to put forth the work in their oh. apprenticeship program okay and at that point that was your first that's your first electrical job then right i mean that's that that's your first experience in, in electrical as you said mm, yeah i was on the va job for about 10 months um oh. out there working uh, awesome journeyman uh Great experience. I mean, it's really cool. You know, I can, I still to this day uh, drive by this building, and I'm like, that was my first electrical gig right there. Green as can be. Okay. So you said that there was a – so I guess we'll probably talk about this and all, but there's – so one of the differences, you know, obviously in a union, you, you, have a, you have a dues, right? Yes. You have union dues, yeah. Okay, and is that monthly, annually? I mean, does that come out of your paycheck? It just automatically just comes out? No, no, no. They put it on you from from first year apprentices all the way up to you know master master electrician, whatever you know, whatever your status is as far as you know your license. Um, it is your responsibility to pay that that uh, that dues, and it's quarterly is okay. what you pay. Now they probably so, know pretty quickly if you didn't pay it. Yeah, basically, yeah, you you'd get fined, you get notices, emails, like you gotta yep, gotta pay your dues if you want to work, you know. Get exactly. Off the so, job. Um, okay. as far as the quarterly thing goes, there are guys where they would pay it, you know, a year a year in advance. Oh, just get it you over. Know, with. They, they were able to do that. Yeah, just flat out dish out the money for their union dues, and then just 
not worry about it all four quarters of the year. Those are the foremans, the leaders, the supervisors, the ones general foremen. They got yeah, the, the, the got big the jack. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Me, I had to do it every quarter. I was every quarter saving away every month. I put some money away, and then once that that quarter ended, I'd have that money saved up to go get my union card. Is what we had. We had to carry on as a union card. So basically, any guy that can uh, come up to you on the job and you know flash his union card, let me see yours. Make sure that you know you're paying your dues just like I am. Okay, so you you would you would did you ever get asked to show the card? Yeah, a couple times. Okay, yeah, actually, I have. Yeah, a couple okay. times. And it's not like in in a, in a wrong way, you know. It's just just uh, table talk, really. Yeah, table okay. talk with the guys at lunch, and oh, union cards are coming out. Let me pull mine out. I paid my dues. You pay your dues. Sure. Um, well, there have been a couple instances where uh, a guy had not paid his union dues, and he just gets crap the whole day. Uh-oh. <laughs> and that's so, yeah, the guy. That that's the guy that come the next week pays the year in advance. You know, right. Whether he, whether he takes out a mortgage or not, he's he's like, I'm not going through this again. He's going to pay it. So what kind of what kind of training? Uh, you know, I'm I'm a training guy. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and so I, I'm. What kind of training? And I am going to let Jay talk in here eventually. In here, well, but I'm intrigued. You know, I was never a union guy, so. Yeah. I do know the training because I was involved in, in some of the training and then even done some ghostwriting for some different groups. But what was the training like? What, what did they do once you came on? You became apprentice. Of course, did you learn specifically on the job or did you did you have some training that, that they have a program? Ma- majority of my training was on the job. You know, I mean, in class, it was. You know, I'm, and I'm not trying to, you know, downplay them or anything, sure. but it was like, you know, just conversations about experience. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here to learn. And I didn't feel like I was getting that in the classroom so much. Um, they have a phenomenal, uh, pipe bending class that okay. I pretty much aced. Uh, Dale, Dale tell you, I know how to run some pipe pretty well. It's, I think it's one of the traits he likes about me the most, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, other than that, it was it was mainly my journeyman on the job <laughs> that I learned from a lot, a lot. Really? The training from the journeyman was great in class. I wasn't I wasn't too big of a fan. Um, in class, I did get my OSHA ten, OSHA thirty. Okay, um, yeah. I got a CPR certified, you know, for CPR on the job. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Someone needed resuscitation on the job. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was it was a lot of. It was a lot of talk in the class, not mainly on the studies. So as far as the books went, I had to go home and read these books myself, uh, rely on my other uh, first-year apprentice guys that were in the same class. Like, we get in a study session going, you guys want to do this. And there were study groups also, you know, at, at at the training facility they had. So I went to a couple of those, which were pretty helpful, but... Okay, but... See, some of the, 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 the unionized groups, depending on where you're at in the country, have a very formal training program, and it is rigorous. And there is, the classroom is emphasized very heavily. And in some areas, I notice it's not so much. It's like, look, we've got the work. You learn that on the job, you know. Yeah. I should also mention tonight, guys, for people that are out there posting, um, Jay's going to be keeping track of the questions, and, of course, he can just – uh, I haven't gotten the red light button fixed for him yet where it just everything goes red so he can just stop me from rattling. <laughs> you know, so he just speak up, Jay, you know, but um 
again, if you have any questions you want to post, I think we should. it's probably good at this point to shout out to the f- people that are actually. Now, you're over on the podcast. Again, I'm going to encourage you to come on over to the video stream. Uh, we do this every week, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You know what it is. It's over at YouTube.com forward slash Master the NEC. So jump on over here if you want to see this beautiful shaggy-looking face that simply can't <laughs> grow a beard like it was when I was 18 years old um, and still has the pimple to show it. So you get to come over and see it. Um, but at the end of the day, we wanted to give out a shout out to, uh, Tim, Ronbo, uh, three numbers, Joel, yes. Kevin, uh, Artem, Jay, uh, you know, who else we got in there, uh, Jay, um, got the code strong got going o. on, got O, O in there, he had, he had some, had a question or two or something in there he was asking, uh, or something, O. Uh, oh, he's asking about a previous episode, uh, Wednesday night episode. He's talking about my exam. So, Chris, yep. I don't know if, if Jay ever told you, but during the week I do a live stream for exam prep, and I go over understanding the National Electrical Code and things like that, calculations or whatnot. So, uh, oh, it, it was up, and I pulled it down, but I'll I'll make sure it's back up there you know, later on this evening for you can watch it if you want it. Um, okay, so. Jay, do we have anything Anything you want to add? I mean, again, because now you have some background as well dealing with the union. And, um, you know, I, wanna, I, wanna, I, want, I, want, I want some dirt. Come on now. I want some dirt. Yeah, I want some so, union dirt. <laughs> so when I came in, I was already a licensed guy. So when I was, I was kind of already seasoned, kind of like what Chris was saying. I already knew how to bend pipe but from the non-union chops. So I came in as, as kind of a... That's conduit and tubing for all of you out there who wants to be technically correct. It's tubing. <laughs> oh, yeah, conduit. EMT. <laughs> just, just checking. Um, but we did we did run rigid because um, a lot of this, the shop that I worked for was Sturgeon Electric, which they're a big outfit here in Colorado. You said Sturgeon? And we were working Sturgeon, Sturgeon okay. Electric. Okay. And I like their setup. Their setup was pretty neat as far as like formal. The dress code was pretty... Um, standard but they had white hard hats for their journeymen's and green hard hats for their apprentices okay so you could kind of distinguish you know what level these guys were at whether they were first to fourth you'd kind of have to ask them so when i came in i i we were on a building that was i don't know it was probably about a thirty thousand square foot building and i was on the say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Drowning and bonding crew. Um, so I had a foreman who I came and checked into who respected me and I respected him. And then as you're getting out into the field, these guys ask questions about you, especially if you're a white hat who, who just came in, you're, you're new to the trade. You, you don't have any scuffs on your hard hat. You haven't, you haven't put your dues in for, for the, um, union guys yet. So they're, they're asking me questions. Um, and they get to know that I'm from an outside source and instantly some of those guys will respect you on your knowledge. Other guys will just dog you because you came in from a union from a non-union source Um, because you weren't brought up in their brotherhood their training so that's why i tell guys if you're going to pick the union try to go into it like chris did as a as a first year apprentice or get into their training because once you become a journeyman and you try to switch over you have to have some thick skin not that they're all bad i'm not saying that everybody's bad over there union's bad it was a great time i learned a lot um very knowledgeable guys and then the other thing was was breaks. When you're with the union, they set their breaks, their clock in and their clock out time. There's no extra time. You you take your break at 9.30 on the dot. You go back at 9.45 or 10. You take your lunch at 12. You go back at 12.30, and then you're off at 3.30. You punch out, and you're done. There's none of that, you know, get to a good stopping point and then take your break. It's it's very uh, – It's automatic. It's 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 – it's the time, and you just – this is the time, and everybody takes the break. That's it. The work will be there, as they say. The work the, the work isn't going anywhere. So, so, Chris, did you have any experiences like that? I mean, did you start it off? I mean, so you, you started from the very beginning. So you were there – how many years now? You were there for how many years with the union before you switched over to non-union? I was about there about a year and a half. Okay. Um, that was when I completed my first year with them, and then I was – pretty much going into my second school year when we had a had a dispute um so they have an but they have an apprenticeship program mm-hmm. okay yes Is it, it's, it, it's, it's called the djeatc okay the denver joint electrical apprenticeship training committee okay. i think is what they are yeah and they are teamed up with the ibew i was with local 68 okay 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 and so they had they had a program so you were in about a year and a half and then d- decided it. Eh. Yeah, I mean, as far as um, the politics in it, I wasn't I wasn't vibing with it, you know, really well. Um, I felt like me personally, I was done over kind of wrong. But, you know, there's politics. There's politics I mean, in the electrical man. industry. <laughs> what? So what? they. uh no. Yeah, and, it, and it, you know Say it's not it's all not them. So it's, it's, it's my part too. It's definitely my my on my part too. Two to tango, right? Two to exactly. tango. Exactly. I always say I will never. I always say in a dis, in a dispute like that, it 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 takes two. It, somebody might be mm-hmm. totally wrong, but it still takes two to keep it going or to say you know what's enough enough and I just and you just you know you just part ways. Exactly. Now, did you exactly. get any? Did you get any crap? From it, because I mean, obviously, when you left, now did you stay doing electrical? Did, did you like when I leave that? I'm like, I'm not going. I'm going to take a break. Or did you? No. Did- so okay. So after that, 
Um, I stayed doing electrical. My father-in-law, he had a, he had a friend who was a, you know, a, a retired Sparky and he, uh, he did electrical work and he needed some help. So the only down part about that is, is, is he didn't have an LLC. He, he wasn't like an official, you know, company. He was going to pay me cash. Right. And I thought it was going to go, you know, for the old under the table. Wow. Yeah, exactly. No, just for like, you know, a couple months, maybe like, I'll help you out, dude. And it ended up going like almost eight months, eight, nine months. I ended up helping this guy out. It always out. happens that way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to be a couple weeks, you know, next thing you couple know, eight days, months later. Got, you know, and so talk for him. He was like, he's like, I think I'm going to retire. I said, you're already retired. He's like, no, I'm really going to retire. <laughs> Full time. I'm gone. I'm done. I was like, yeah, dude, I got to get these hours recorded somewhere. You oh, know, yeah. that's yeah. legit. And yeah, because, I mean, I don't know the state that well. Of course, you know, I teach people to pass codes and, and tests and things in the state. But I'm pretty sure that y'all have to log a certain amount of hours, don't you, for, for, for testing. Mm-hmm. And so even to get your license, mm-hmm. you, you have to log it. So I would imagine you're not logging any of this 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 under the table time, right? You, you just, no, not at all. Me. Like all eight, like just eight months of it just. So that was kind of like my break, basically, right. from it. You know, so. Um, now, do you have yeah, friends then, that are still in the union? The people you know that I've are still in the I've got a couple pals. I, I don't know if they're still in the union. Um, there was a guy from Indianapolis. He came out to Denver, was looking for you know some type of job, like part-time job or something. Ended up filling out the same application I did, taking the same test I did, and it's like, oh, now you're in a career, bro. There you go. So he's like, well, I guess I'm <laughs> staying in Colorado. So, there you uh, go. You know, again, in all fairness to the union, again, when we talk about union versus non-union, there, there, there's a lot. I, obviously, I'm connected with a lot of electricians around the country, and I know quite a few that are in a union. I never brought up the conversation with them about it, uh, but they seem very happy. And mm-hmm. again, they're very loyal. In the union, I will tell you, the IBW guys are are extremely loyal. Um, yeah, they, they, they have a lot of pride yeah, that they, they carry. You know, so nice. you know, and again, that's that to them. That's a family that sticks together, and and you know, and again, if you're in that click of that union and that area, or that location, or that lodge, um, say lodge, that union, that area, then I can see where over time, you know, things just get very repetitious on the job. Everybody knows their role, their task, and every you know, so it can be real flowing. Um, yeah, but a new person I, coming in. You know, coming in now, did your union y'all were in or the one that did that allow others to come in from other parts of the country if they move that area and just come right into that union? If they were part of the union, they could just just come right in and, you know, what do they do? I mean, do they have to go fill out paperwork to do that as well, transfer or something from one union to another? Or is it just they got their card from their union? They come in and say, hey, I got a union card and they, and, and they get to do work. So basically, it's like uh, I had a couple journeymen who were from out of state, um, a couple from Las Vegas, um, one, a couple from Arizona, one from Arizona or a couple from Arizona. And from my understanding of it, basically, you know, their their union back home said, hey, neighboring state Colorado has X, Y, Z projects and they need they need help. You know, would you like to go out there? So basically, these guys sign up to come to Colorado, but they are in their union. So there's there's what's called two books. Okay. There's book one and book two. 
book one. I like that. You know, there's two books here. Book one, <laughs> book two. Not like yeah, some the, special yeah. book. It's just book one, book two. That's that's what we call them. That's the official name for them. Book one, book two. And that, that is exactly what they are. So you got book one for your guys that are you know home who live in that state, and then book two are those guys are the guys that came from you know Arizona, Las Vegas. They came to Colorado to work, but they are under book two. Okay. Um, and really, all that entails is if uh, layoffs happen. So they might whatever, be book whatever one. Whatever book you got to sign. So book one might be is they might be even though they were the union somewhere else they might be classified technically as non-union there even though they're allowing them to work because they're union somewhere else. But then book two would be the legit ones from the area that are union that that are legit. Opposite. Opposite. Uh, okay. Yeah, book one is is guys who who live like Colorado. Um. Colorado guys mm-hmm. who graduate the apprenticeship in Colorado are book one. Okay. So like for instance, Jay going into the union because he, he got his journeyman outside for uh, for non-union. He got his journeyman non-union. He goes into the union. He's book two. Book one are union guys. Okay. From Colorado. I, I, I think that's because that's their, um, what do they call that? Seniority. They have to, you know, you, you start like with that, yeah. that seniority system. Um, okay. I know one of the one of the guys in our chat, the numbers. He he was saying that you're supposed to do a transfer. So you must, if if you're coming from a different state, I would imagine you have to do some kind of transfer papers. Um, he also said book one for non-union. So I'm not sure if that's yeah no so you're you know you're right and then Jonathan is in the chat as well and I know Jonathan Jonathan is very knowledgeable mm-hmm. on this and he says book one is is local hands book two is travelers okay which mm-hmm. which would make you know okay. like kind of goes that along goes along the lines you you would say um, and so you know the beautiful thing I think I guess you can look at two different ways and that takes me into my next question. I hear that when you have union layoffs, you have to go sign a book uh, or, or put your name somewhere. Prior to the answering that question or giving me y'all's insight on that, I'm thinking observation-wise, and I'll answer this. We'll answer this question first. Work that gets the, the the amount of work to be done is if you do get laid off. Is there a lot more work for the for the that's available in the area in most areas for the union? I know that where I'm from in Virginia, it wasn't very unionized, but I would think in areas where the union is big, they're getting are they getting the majority of the work. So again, if if I wanted to go into it, and I wanted to make sure that I was going to have a steady work. Would it be union or would it be non-union or really just a kind of a, a toss up? Um, that'd be part one, and then part two is. If you're in the union, if you get laid off and you're non-union, you just you're out of a job. <laughs> you know, you you got to go find another job. You got to find another J. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the union and you get laid off, what do you do, Chris? What what's what's the process? And of course, Jay chime in as well. What, what's the process that to to your best of your knowledge, what you do with that? Oh man, these guys getting laid off. You would think that the uh, the world was coming to an end for these guys it was i was so i was on the va job that was my job and when the contractor that i was with got fired from that job 
I mean, it was the whole contractor the got day. fired. The whole, the, the whole, whole electrical, the whole the, the IME. I was with IME, so these guys got fired, and I'm telling you, Paul, it was like the, not even the end of the day. We, it was after lunch, but all of a sudden, uh, the foreman comes. He's like, "Pack your tools, we're leaving the job site." And I was like, "What?" So everybody is just pissed off or sad. Um, the journeyman that I was working with at the time, uh, Daniel. He's from Arizona, so he didn't know what he was going to do. He didn't know because he has to go sign book two, and it's really first come, first serve. So you go to the union hall and you sign this book so that when they get work or there's a job available, they start going down the names on that list. Book one's going to get it before book two. Sure, that's the seniority stuff. Exactly. God, so he's from Arizona, so he's like – I'm all the way out yeah, here. Too. Yeah, you better. Exactly. So, and I actually end up, I think he ended up going back to Arizona. Oh, he ended up. Is what he did. Yeah. Back I to, think his, that's what back he to did. his union so that he can get on book one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So it was, uh, it was, uh, I think it was a Friday that happened. So every single apprentice carried their journeyman's tools off the job site. I said bye to my journeyman. Um, a couple others that I worked with, you know, it was sad to see them go. Everybody's just saying bye, like they're never right, like it's again. over, you know. <laughs> you know that, that's that loyalty that's the last. Have, it's the last. It's the last that union. It's the last day, baby. It's the last day of high school, like in Greece. Yeah. Turns out, I, I, I really, I never did. So. How you gonna how you gonna um, do it now if you do the last dance with the COVID? You gotta keep your six foot distance. So you better be doing long high fives. Yeah, long high fives. <laughs> so, <laughs> so and we have other questions that that, that coming yeah. in in the room and and uh, one is a question. Now you were with the union. Did you get any you know benefits that are that are unique? Pension? Did you did they set you up? Do you have to be in it so long? Do you get a pension plan going? Or or union I think has this big look at that beautiful mug. All of those <laughs> mugs are available also at electricianpride.com. All kinds of mugs. All right. Sorry. Yeah, they are. And All you right. can also get these uh oh, these yeah. eight and one screwdrivers. Yeah. Chris, Donate you got one of these? Today. No, he doesn't have one. Oh, (laughs) all right. Sorry about that. Of course, the lights. Yes, the lights are in too. You know, cause anybody out there, anybody out there that has a seizure because of these, blame Jay, not me. All right. All right. We're totally off topic here. So, and I forgot where the heck I was even at. Oh, so we're on the signing the books on the on the layoffs. Okay. So benefits. Benefits, well, we got yeah, the benefits. benefits. So, did, is there anything that you got in, inherently? See, when I was a contractor and, and had guys that worked for me, uh, there were certain benefits I couldn't offer. I didn't offer pensions. Can't, can't offer that. Um, I didn't offer a four hundred one k. Didn't offer that. And it wasn't talked about much when I was doing all that. Um, so, is there any benefits that you got or knew about? Maybe you didn't reach a point where you could achieve them that you know of in the in the union that that really you don't have at the non-union um the pension i was a first year so i I think that comes into play around third fourth year 
Okay. You probably you have start, to put your time in there to get your to get something yeah, like that. To start getting something going. Um the guys that retired had a journeyman that retired. And I kid you not, these guys are it's I don't know if it's like religion to them, but they live to retire with the union. They're like, I'm making a lot more on retirement than I am now on the job. Yeah. It's, it's uh, Jay, you want to, you know, smelly Henry. What a name. Smelly Henry. Come on, Henry. Get some Sasquatch. <laughs> or something. I'm just playing Henry. So yeah, he what says, does Henry uh, say in here? He says, can only speak to my local, but our pension is underwater. So retired members want to aggressively recruit to protect their pension while active members want to keep new members out. It sounds like there's a little fight in there going yeah, on. Yeah, it does. It sounds like the retired guys are like, look, I need new blood in order to pay into this pension. And then yeah. the ones that are there are saying, look, I don't need the additional competition. You know, and you know, and, and so so much for the family so atmosphere. So much for the brotherhood. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. One. And politics. Politics. It gets into everything, doesn't it? And this is a no politics zone here, Jay. So you know, one one thing I liked about the union, though, that they had they had a uh, they had a great um, scale for pay. Their their pay scale was was very fair, if not probably more than the non union shop. So you're getting paid more, but also you are paying in, like Chris said, you're paying your quarterly dues back into them. And even when mm-hmm. I quit or, or when I left the union again, I never went down to the books. I never got laid off. I chose to leave after that project was done. I chose to leave on good terms with Sturgeon, but then I went back to the non-union outfit. I actually went and worked out at a, okay, it was a a runway, DIA runway here in Denver, which is amazing. But um, yeah, so the pay scale was great. I was getting paid a lot more than what I was getting paid when I went back to the non-union. But again, the atmosphere out in the non-union was a little little less. But talk about that pay because of that pay with the union things had to come out of that pay sure so you got paid good but things had to come out right yeah so so when you went in and and they said okay i'm gonna hire you on it say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com 
Wondersuite. $40 an hour, you're thinking, oh, great. 40 times 40 X amount. I'm, I'm budgeting my bills on this amount. I can save up. But then all of a sudden, you're taking your quarterly out. You're taking your schooling out. You're taking your union fees out. You have or additional fees, too. Um, so really, at the end of the day, if you look at it, you were really only getting 30 bucks. You know, so the, the 40 looked really great. But then at the at the end of the day, I don't and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it was 35, somewhere in between 30 and 35. So I was losing about five to seven bucks an hour than what they're really giving me. All right. And so that that's things that people have to take into think about. I mean, but even then, you, it was still really good pay, though. I mean, okay. it was still really good pay for, for the teaching that you're getting and the training you're getting, the jobs you're getting and a little bit about what you're saying about. Um, projects. A lot of the union jobs, some union shops will get projects just because they're union. Okay. That job is for all union-based trades. So the mechanical, the plumbing, the electrical, the three main ones were union outfits. So what you're so saying you knew- is, what you're saying is that Hoffa, even though he's in a barrel somewhere buried underneath some, some, some. Uh, wait a minute, that was the Teamsters. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> At the back door, you know. Anyway, so I'm sorry, I interrupt you. Go ahead, drink your bourbon. Nope. Okay. <laughs> drink your bourbon. I did notice some posts here in in in. Uh, I did notice that um, uh, I, Ronbo probably jumped off, but he was he was getting out of there. So have a great night, Ronbo. Thanks for coming. Um, we did uh, have thanks for some... donating, Ronbo. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you. We have. Some other questions we have in there. Jonathan says, uh, "What did he? What did he say here?" I noticed that California he's, is sixteen he's, hours. He says, "Depends on the local. You could receive pensions and annuities uh, in their local. It took ninety days to become uh, after you became a first year. So, and I guess it's so we say union, but everyone, every every union, every local must do it a little differently. There's no set." Um, I guess they could do, you know, the pensions, and I guess the, I don't know how it works. I don't know if it's based on a big national bank of type of pensions that everybody's pulling from, or is it based local? Uh, so, I mean, some could start it in ninety days, and some you have to be there a couple of years to get some benefits and things like that. Uh, I guess there's maybe no uniformity to it. Mm. Okay, you just it's just depending on what you you go in and you 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 negotiate or agree to or whatever's getting done in that area. So looks like no set thing is what's in your contract. Now, the numbers has a good point. He says once you're in the union, you can't work for a non-union outfit. That is so true. And now, wait a minute. And, wait a minute. Oh. You worked for a union. I did. But you didn't – You but then you went and worked for a non-union. I wasn't no, still on their book, so I, I, I let my – my membership expired. Oh, so I, I if you're on the books, you can't, you, you're still there. Even if you go sign that book waiting for a job, if somebody, if Jay were to have come up to you and said, hey, I need you to do some work for me, you couldn't do it because no. you're still on the union. You're still on I, the books. I, I want to say you can't even really go do side work on your own outside of that. That's a, that's a no-no too. I don't know if that's a legit wording in their contract, but that was a big thing that guys in the union didn't like either. They didn't like you going and doing side work. Okay. And so that was a big topic on the jobs because I, I did side work all the time. That's kind of how, you know, the non-union guys coming up, you get your license and, you know, you go do some, some side work for some guys, family, close friends, whatever. 
No, numbers didn't like it. It's a number set unless you're getting paid. You're getting paid some cash, baby. Yeah. yeah. Everything's knows. good with cash. Nobody knows. Show me the money. Did that, did that man pay you money? I don't see no money. <laughs> I don't see no money. You see money? I don't see no money. And I get it. I get it, numbers. There you go. Um, yeah, they're making 60, 60 bucks an hour, but that has to be California. Yeah, he did say California. I was going to say California rates are, are extremely high. Just because of the cost of living out there. Yeah, their their rates that the contractors are making or subcontractors, they make really good money out in California. But I think the cost of living is is pretty high too. Well, no, I I, I do do know that. That's that's true because I have some friends that uh, uh, went and moved to California and and you saw what they paid. And I was like, dude, that's good pay. And he was like, and he got there and he goes, Trust me, Paul, you have no idea. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it costs a fortune out of like four bucks a gallon of gas or three bucks. It's just crazy yeah. for the housing. And so it has to be adjusted, the pay rate, again, depending on where you're at. I know that when I worked for the city of Richmond, Virginia, uh, as their engineer, and I just went I just went up the road one hour to northern Virginia, in northern Virginia mm-hmm. near D.C., and, and I almost had to get about $15,000 a year more just to compensate for the cost of living that it was just by going to Northern Virginia uh, because of the rents and the, everything is, it was crazy. So I can only imagine California. Of course, California is California. Yeah. Smelly Henry has a good uh, point too. With side work is an issue with, with his uh, NECA contract because they view it as competition. Union doesn't care about side work. And that's a, that's one thing. That I was hearing too when I was working for him. They said, "Oh, it's competition." I said, "How's my neighbor competition to you guys? Right. You guys are doing a thirty thousand square foot building and a large project, and probably not even doing millions. commercial. I mean, residential work. <laughs> no, no most of the union shops out here are commercial based, and you don't want me to go fix a light fixture for my neighbor? Come on, man! Like <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what I do. So I, I really didn't like that in the union either. I didn't like how how they just they would they would nitpick at you on things that you would do outside of work you know okay but so. being the advocate here because again we're not we're not we're not going to be uh we're not dumping on the union because no again there's there's some good things involved in it uh benefits again and sometimes that is a problem people need the benefits and they often mm-hmm. offer some good benefits again important not all contractors that are not union the non-unions don't always offer benefits Okay, and might not offer health insurance, although I don't know what the Affordable Care Act thing going on now, but they might not offer some of the same perks. So you have to you have to weigh it. But I think you said once you go and you get into the union, if you make that decision, I think your your, your thing you told me one other time is stick in it. If you're going to stick in it stick until in all the way, all the way until you, you, you do reach like Chris, you, you reach that point where either something just either doesn't smell right. Or something goes on that that forces you into another path, and then and then you just have to do it. I mean, we all have to make a living. We all have to choose the path that we choose. And so, but there's plenty of people I know in the union have been in there and put 25 years in it, and they will swear by it, and they're going to have a really good, hopefully, pension uh, if it doesn't tank or whatever happens. You know, that type of things. And so, um, yeah. So I mean, there's there's good sides to to both. Uh, I'm wondering, Chris, when you went down and you got you had to go sign the books, let's say you got laid off um, from the union job, were you getting any income in? 
Were they giving you anything to sit um, maybe for that week or two or however long it takes? So I never got laid off. Okay. When so when the layoff happened at the VA, so I wouldn't I wouldn't actually know the process personally, um, except for the guys that are you know in the in my class. Um, I got transferred out to the airport under my aunt's husband. He was a general foreman out at the airport. So okay. when they caught word that the VA job was shutting down, he knows I was on that job, and he, he made. They basically, yeah, he was like that apprentice. I'm pulling him off that job to come out here to the airport oh, that's good. for some months. But the guys that were in class, no, they didn't get paid. They were they were laid off. They were laid off waiting for work, and it was uh, it was only a couple weeks. I mean, the same guys that got laid off went right back to work under Sturgeon at the VA. Yeah. So you're to on the book. that job off. You're on the book. You're you're not getting paid. Mm-mm. No, Do you're you not still, getting paid. Are you still required to pay your dues? Uh, yes. So yes. Do they don't suspend the dues? They don't. No. 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 It's still are going. And still I'm almost going. positive that after, I think if you get laid off and you're and you're not working for I think it's three weeks, that healthcare those healthcare benefits also expire until you start working again. Okay. That was a downside also. Okay. Downside. There was a couple guys who. Who were they had? Uh, they couldn't do a, a doctor's appointment or something because their their benefits had, had expired. They weren't working for over three weeks or something like that. Well, that's got to suck, especially if yeah, that's so, the insurance that your family's under. Exactly. Yeah. Jeez. Exactly. Jeez. So when you when you go down to sign these books, and let's say you're working for a sturgeon, and and maybe someone in the chat will will chime in on this, or or you guys might know, but if I go down, I work for sturgeon, and they lay me off, and I go down to the IBW hall and I sign the book. Am I waiting for Sturgeon's another Sturgeon job or can I go work for another union outfit? Can I go work for IME or another IME, yeah. company? You know what I mean? Am I, am, am I just linked in to Sturgeon? So when Sturgeon has an opening, I get shifted there or. So you were with Sturgeon, any, you with Sturgeon, you get laid off and you're thinking, am I tied to Sturgeon? Even if I go sign the no, book? And, yeah, and, or can and, I get and a job that's with not the case. And No, and, that, and that's not the case. Like I said, these guys on the VA, when they got laid off, the outfit they were with was IME. So they go down and sign the book and basically Sturgeon gets the job. Sturgeon calls the hall saying, I need X amount of guys. All right. So they start hitting that book one, going down that list, gotcha. sending you back out to that job under a different outfit that's that's actually nice i i like that concept i like that you can go sign the book and you're not waiting for that contract or that company to go get a job you can mm-hmm. go work for another company just when your name's mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. um exactly again it's new people so you're not seeing the same people but you're still part of that brotherhood that union ship that they're going hey man you're without a job come join us let's go rock this job out that's pretty cool that i mm-hmm. that i like and then we that have a, really like. we have other chatter in there. I, I think uh, Jay that says that again there is a concept of where you can bank some hours. So if you you you're there a certain time you can bank some hours. I'm assuming to draw on so that if you are longer oh, than sure. three weeks or longer that you might be able to bank some hours to draw on. But again, you're still going to be drawing on those hours. You're still going to be drawing on that. Uh, but again, you, it seems like different areas you have that option again to be able to to do that. Um, um, I, I guess I look for benefits between union and non-union. I, I guess I look at the fact that if I've got to feed my family and I've got a job 
and I'm learning a trade, and I'm working in a union. It's solid work. Uh, and if I'm laid off, I don't have to run around and pull out a newspaper and start looking at the wanting ads right away. Sure. I just can go to the hall and, and sign the book and, and, and hope that, you know, somebody, I mean, if there's enough work going on in your area, it, it, it could get me back out there. Um, so, I mean, there is that thought that, okay, I, I am going to work again. I mean, I'm, you know, I've been seniority wise, but I am going to work again. So you put it on there. Whereas if you laid off in a non-union job, you're just, you're, you're, you're off and you've got to go find another employer. So mm-hmm. that is a benefit, whether people believe it or not. It's whether your name's sitting on a book or not, uh, your name is sitting somewhere. Okay, and it equates to me having to put in a, and also it, I explain it this way: it's probably easier to do that than it is to go put in resumes and have to convince a new employer of your worth when yeah. you're already in the union. You're on the book; they already know your worth. I mean, you're on That's the right. book; you're you're in the union. Okay, you're in that 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 brotherhood there. They they know this, so you get a a certain amount of credibility up front. Not so much if you're a non-union and you lose a job. I mean, you're, you're hitting the ground running. You're going to have to find another company, okay? And you might run into a, a Jay Grunberg, and, uh, you know, and he can offer you, you know, a job, that type of thing. But, again, you, you have to actively go at it and, and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. So, I mean, I can see some benefits either way. I know people that – I remember growing up, my, my mom used to always say, because I was always doing wild things, and she used to say, you need to find a job, and you need to stay there for 30 years and retire. And I was like, but that's great, Mom, but I don't always find that kind of job you want to be somewhere for 30 years. I was always itching to do something, you know, that type of thing. But if you want to be an electrician, you, want to go, you can go into the union. You can put in your time. You can put in your years. You can work your way up. And that brings me to the next question, Chris. And, Jay, you can come in as well, is what about career advancements in a union? Is it, is it, is it is political in who moves up? Or is it very much merit-based and in, in, in how you do your work and that type of thing? And you might not be able to comment on that, being only in a year or so. But when you saw people move up, did the proper people move up? Did Or did it seem like it was a, a, the good old boy thing? I, I don't know much in history, and I never ask. Uh, many of my friends that moved up were very tight with me. So, uh, you know, it was always heavy in the code. They always are outspoken, and, and, and they would call me, and, and I would give them stuff that they could feed to the people. And we worked together. And they all seemed to get move up. Um, but I don't know. What's your thought? Is, is it very political still, the same concept of whether you move from up in the, in the union? I would, I would think so. Um, just, just for a simple fact, I mean, like if you – Start with this company and you get a good rep with this company, you know, of course you're going to do good. But then... Of course, you're still with the company, right? So I keep focusing exactly. that it's a union, but it's still a company you work for. But then the union's just a group. Eventually, you can, you, you know, you can get a status, you know, like Chris did, where he can be like, I know this guy. I'm going to pull him onto my job. Okay. Rather than me going down and signing the books like I should have. Like every other apprentice, you were able to bypass and waiting that. for my, for my name exactly, you know. So okay. it's like I, I'm thinking, you know, it could very much fall 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 under, you know, it's who you know, not what you know, you so, know. And who I know was yeah. a very higher up, you know, general foreman on this job. So work your butt off, 
Get to know people. Don't be a smart aleck. Get in trouble. <laughs> you don't want to get attention for the wrong reasons. Exactly. And that's and, exactly what I did. I got attention for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I got in trouble. <laughs> well, the guy snagged you away anyway, so he's like, get out of here. Get out of here. So, cool. That's all cool. Yeah, um, it's, uh, Elwood, Elwood said it's all political. Um, yeah, he says it's all political. I think whether it's union or non-union, sometimes it's what you know, and then sometimes it's who you know. It's it's half and half. You you can't go in there knowing what you know or knowing more than a certain amount of guys and not demanding that position. You know, if if I go in there and I and and whether I'm working for a union shop or non-union shop, and I have the leadership skills and I'm looking it around. And I feel comfortable enough, and, and I see three guys that are above me that aren't taking the, the bull by the horns. I'm, I'm probably going to eventually say something because I'm getting directions from these guys. And if I'm not getting good directions or, or it's unsafe or whatever, whatever the situation is, I'm, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to talk to the higher ups and I'm going to say, hey, man, I need to be in this position. I need to be where this guy is or at, at least the same platform, the same level as these guys. So, but sometimes they get in that position it's because who they know. Yeah, well, I'm I not saying like, that was Chris's position, but right. Well, I'm seeing like Jonathan here. He started with the one company, and he topped out in 2014. Came a foreman, then in 2015, general foreman, 2016, project manager. Okay, that yeah. type. You know, good job, Jonathan. So, good job, man. You know, and uh, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Jonathan was also in our fast tracks program. Uh, yeah, code strong. Lee. Code strong. So I could be wrong, Jonathan, but I've, I try to remember every name. Uh, but it sometimes it's it's tough for me as I know old jokes tonight from Jay. But sometimes it's uh, <laughs> it's tough for me. It's tough for me. This gray is real. All right. I can't say much because Chris is a lot younger than I am, so I got to be careful. He's going to hit me with the old jokes. So Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hey, Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. <laughs> A lot. Oh, wow. Then, 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 Chris, I am quite ancient. Okay, so. <laughs> all 
right. Uh, what me? you're supposed to do and work hard is is what Jonathan says too, and and that's great, man. Yeah, just put if, if you're going in as an apprentice, as a first year apprentice, whether it's junior or non-union, show up early. We talked about this last week. Show up early. Um, get with the right guys. You you can pick out the crowd that you want to associate yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, put your head down and and do what you do. Do one task at a time. Finish that task. Go to that crew lead. That that journeyman's. Hey man, what's my next task? Or hey, can we go look at my the task you gave me so I know that I've done it right? Or what what can I do to do this faster, quicker? Start asking the right questions. It's not about oh what you're doing tonight, what you're doing tomorrow night, hanging out, partying. It's it's about the job that you're there to do. And mm-hmm. if you can do that, you'll you'll do what Jonathan did in four six years, move up to that project manager. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think some of the younger guys play around a little mm-hmm. too early because they say they they use that mentality. Life is short. I want to party. I'm telling you right now. And I've told this to many people. And again, for the younger people that, that, that come into it, I say, you know what? You're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 25, all the way up to 30. That is your work stage. When you get over 30, you hopefully will start reaping the benefits of all the hard work that you put in in those earlier stages. There's a reason why uh, people go to college and go to school early. Okay. Mm. There's a reason why you finish high school and people that do go to college go straight to college, unlike me who went later in life. But there's a reason because, again, you get all of that out of the way so you can spend the time in your career putting, you know, reaping the benefits of all that hard work up front. And that's yeah. what you want to do. You learn your skill, you learn your trade, um, you go, you know, do your job, and, and you will get noticed if you do your job. Now, I was going to say, Jonathan is a habitual test taker. He just got his master's in Virginia, and now he's signed up for Ohio and Louisiana. So his company's actually put him in a position where I believe he's the uh, licensee for that company. I think he's going to be the one so that has the licenses in all these states. Is, is he taking – Jonathan, are you taking these – you said sign up, so I, I take it that you're taking these tests because – here in Colorado, if you have a journeyman's residential wireman's or master, I don't know about residential wireman's, but I know journeyman's and masters reciprocate with 14 other states. So and you we can do pull too. that up. And we do too. I, I think we actually reciprocate with Texas. I think that's one of the states actually that, that Colorado and Texas have in common. But just because Colorado does 13 additional ones doesn't mean that the ones down in Texas do those 13 either. They can all be different. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to make sure that that you're looking, if you're planning on moving and you're a licensed guy and you plan on moving to a different state, before you go sign up for an exam, see if you can just transfer your license over or what uh, you have to do. So Yeah, so when I came to Texas, I they don't have a reciprocity with Virginia. So, um, And then, they, of course, many people know that story. They wouldn't let me take the test in the state of Texas because I helped write the test for the state of Texas. So it was awkward because it would have been the easiest test I've ever taken. Somehow I knew the questions, but uh, I got special permission and, and had to stop serving as one of their uh, test writers or whatnot for a year uh, and step away. And then they allowed me to take the test. So um, I've never been grandfathered. I've, I literally have taken every test in every state that I do have a license in. So once you learn the National Electrical Code, it's pretty easy. It doesn't matter what state it is. They're all built on the code. So build your foundation. Jay, I said I wouldn't turn this into a code class tonight. I'm sorry. No, but I mean, it's great that Jonathan's showing his uh, his his guide his, or his goals. And he, and he even says it. He says you can reciprocate with those states, but 
you're better off just taking those tests. So you probably are. You just get your hours from your state, send them over to the to the yeah, board you're right. in the other state. Headache, just grief, take it. just take the test. You're going to ace it. You're going to yeah. ace it anyway. All of my fast track awesome. students, all of them fast track students do that anyway. They ace it. Ace it. Jonathan has 30 more. Jeez. <laughs> 30, <laughs> 30 more. You're going to be the test taking pro, man. <laughs> We're going to have to get Jonathan on here after uh, those 30 tests yeah. and, and question him because I got some questions for Jonathan that uh, I want to I hear from him. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Again, um, cool. Right? Well, I, you know, it, I guess it comes to where we, we talk about uh, stability. So, again, when we're talking about tough times, you know, obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic, and whether you think it's overly blown out of proportion or you experienced it and you know that it's very much a reality that we have to be worried about every day, uh, no matter which side of the fence you sit on, it's going to affect us as electricians. Um, I know electrical contractors who uh, are, you know, they're doing work, but they're doing it in shifts. In other words, the electrical crew is in doing some work, but you can't have mechanical guys. You can't have plumbing guys in there. They're doing it in shifts, and they're practicing social distancing, which is not so hard to do on a big job site. If you've got tasks to do, they can pretty much spread out. You give the, you give the uh, apprentices or you give the journeyman or whatever a task, and you send them on their way. Uh, that's what a good lead will do. Um, but in y'all's experience, uh, I mean, I don't know what you've seen. Uh, dealing with the pandemic, but you were telling me something, Jay, about uh, if if a job site even gets the whiff that somebody has something, what, what's going on with that? Because I have heard some of that too. Is it just a, a, a hard shutdown? Yeah, I've heard of the hard shutdowns on, on a few sites. Um, when the COVID thing first came big, they were shutting them down right away. Um, they were shutting down big, big contracts, especially the commercial side. Even though us electricians, we were we were considered essentials because we got to keep power going. Right. You know, we're always troubleshooting, always keeping, um, always keeping moving. But the big job sites were shutting down. So my buddies that were doing commercial were like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm on a furlough for for a month or two. Well, and then they get they thinking that the whole COVID thing because we didn't know how long it was going to last. We we still don't really know how long it's going to last and until the end of it comes and, and we can go back to what people call normal, but they were shutting them down and then they said, okay, well we'll do these steps to get back in. So maybe instead of 20 electricians, we'll only have 10 electricians instead of 20 plumbers, 10. So they, they manned down to like almost a skeleton crew on the bigger jobs. And then they would go in there and, and if, if one guy caught it, they would shut it down again. That's their protocol, you know, or maybe three guys, maybe they have to be under a certain amount of cases for a week or for a month. So really it was just depending on what jurisdiction you were in depends on, on what the um, guidelines are or what company you're with. Other guys are just going full blast. Right. You know, us as a non, as, as a smaller company and, and we do a lot of basements as, as you guys already know, we, we kept it going. I mean, we, we go in there with face masks, especially if we're talking to the customers um, or working around other trades and even sometimes with each other. And then sometimes we, we just are around each other, so we'll drop the face mask. We don't have a protocol that we require them around, but we do try to separate guys to their room. So I, I assign a guy per room. We take our breaks a little distance apart, but um, we haven't skipped a beat wow. um, for that's us. That's awesome. So very fortunate. Yeah. So, okay, well, that's good. Uh, we need to get back to work. We we need to put all this behind us, and uh, everything else starts crashing down if we don't keep everybody working and money in people's pockets and moving forward. I yeah. think that we can 
We got to do something. I think we're all adults and we can make decisions on whether or not we can do this or do that. But um, I will say that there was a comment here that Smelly read. If we're gonna we're gonna talk about, <laughs> I'm, and I'm just sure to get to Smelly now uh, rather than <laughs> Henry. I'm just just gonna call you Smelly. And it says um, one of his questions says when he was in a first year apprentice, he got reported for having a tool not on the tool <laughs> list that I had from when I worked non union. He had to appear before an executive board and explain himself, and then he had to pay a fine. Ugh. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> if, you're in the fence, if you're in the fence about whether to be union or non-union after that, then you're like, find me because of a tool? What? I read, I read that comment. These guys are very... America type guys, and I, I had this journeyman, and he's like, "Hand me this," and I'm trying to be a good apprentice, hand him stuff. He's like, "Hand me some pliers," and I hand him my pliers, and he's like, "China," and chucks them across the job site. Hey, I'm like, Jay, he will not appreciate my Harbor Freight. Okay, <laughs> you cannot have my Harbor Freight stuff on a job site that is union. <laughs> Why, why are oh, these guys he, not wearing tools? Do they not tool up? I mean, because when I when I did it, I tooled up, but I didn't see any other guys tooling up. Is it that's a thing in the union, isn't it? You don't you don't no, wear bags. They don't, they, no, they don't wear bags at all. They they got uh, they got pocket caddies. I got my. You see my pocket oh, caddy? I have the old pocket electrician. Oh, this little three three four tools. That's it. Something like that. Yeah. Hey, we had a that's comment on that it. a couple of shows ago. You know, I used to laugh and. It, when I'd see a, an apprentice or a helper in, in or a you know, first year or two, they'd have the full pouch on their hip with about 50 tools in the thing and walking with like this because of the weight, you know, and I'm, and I'm sitting there going rookie, you know, <laughs> rookie, you know, after, after about a year or two, you see them again and they got the little pouch with just the essential tools they need, you know, and uh, that type of thing. So cool. Well, Chris, uh, do you have anything else you want to want to say to our listeners that have anything to do with union non-union? We pretty much covered most of it. Again, do you want to do, do we want to redeem ourselves for anything in the union? Do we want to do we want to say <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, um, all, it was all me. It was <laughs> take me off the hit list. It was all just me. No. No, no I mean, no kudos up to union. There you go. I am definitely a non-union shot like I said, Jay. I take care of him. He takes care of me. I take care of him. He's a very good guy. Yeah, but you know, my time in the union, it was it was it was fun while it lasted. You know, and mm-hmm. all the guys that have a career in union, I'm not going to downplay that. You know, sure. kudos kudos for those guys. Sure. Most definitely, it's a good it's a good outfit, but it just wasn't for me. Sure. And if you get a good employee you work for that can give you some some comparable uh, things uh, and take care of you, or at least afford you to be able to to, to take care of yourself, and then that goes that goes a long way. You know, mm-hmm. so that's awesome. Jay, any any, any ending thoughts that you would want to want to end on with it uh, about the union, non-union segment? I think we tov- covered some pretty good topics. Those that rewatch this broadcast will be able to see the, the, the chats on screen because they are kept in there for perpetuity and you'll be able to see it. And so they'll get a kind of a flavor of some of the people that have chimed in as well. And for those that are over on the podcast you can always watch the rebroadcast and kind of see what uh what the the topics in the conversation amongst the different chatters that joined us but jay is there anything you want to add to this before we we close out tonight's show no nope, but i think i think we hit it all other than 
or I'll, I'll go over it again, is if you're going to go in to the union, try to go in early in your apprenticeship. So that way you can reap all the benefits of what the union offers. I think if you go in early enough, you'll get everything that, that they'll give you. And then after you get licensed, make your decision as that licensed electrician, if you want to stick with them because they've been good to you, or if you want to go test the waters or the grass on the other side or test the waters, whatever you want to call it, um, make that decision after you've got that license. So um, that's that's all I got, guys. Because it'll be kind of tough if you don't have the license. You, you need to already have the license so you can make that separation and still continue to work. Yeah, I, th- I think get that license because for a journeyman, it takes four years. So show that commitment. I mean, if they run you out or you're feeling disrespected sure. or downplayed or down talked to, then you leave immediately. There's other contractors that will treat you fair. And and when I say fair, apprentices, you have it rough, man. You're going to have it rough until you earn your way. You're going to be the grunt. The yeah. yeah, they're going to treat you. Thick skin, thick skin. But, skin yeah. but stick it in. There was... Uh, Paul, real fast, I'm sorry. I don't know why we didn't touch base on this at the beginning of the show. If you do start out with the union, you will be with them, you know, eight years. Just for the simple fact, their apprenticeship program is four years. You go into that apprenticeship program, you sign a contract saying you complete that four years, you return four years as a journeyman. Oh. Oh, wow. Giving back. So it's it's um, it's they're they're putting the education in. There's it, it a cost to this. I mean, there's a cost mm-hmm. to the education. Um, mm-hmm. In you know, I think when I did a series of couple classes for the union, um, and I'm going to date myself, and I don't like to talk numbers, but I think it was we had a contract where I was teaching for for three or four classes, and it was twenty six thousand dollars is what my company charged to teach them those classes. Uh, it was spread out, but it was, I mean, they put the money in it and they pay for it and they're paying, mm-hmm. there's a certain dollar value for every person that's learning. So I guess it's like anything. It's like the, you know, it's like when you, the, 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 the when you go into the military or some ROTC, they'll pay for your college. But after you get out, mm-hmm. they expect you to pull the, pull the time. Right. So it's the same, same scenario. They, they're going to train you for four years. They expect you to get, Four years. Now you mm-hmm. went a year and a half and you pulled out. Any repercussions from that? Um, I had to go dispute it with them. Um, I did. Uh, I think I ended up having to pay like a $700 fine. But it wasn't me getting pulled out. They kind of forced my hand. I okay. absented out okay. is what happened. I never I never said, F you guys, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> right. they, it was just kind of like a force of the hand thing. So I had to pay a fee back to them. Right. Okay. Know, for, for the amount of time you in, because you weren't in had, for four yeah. years. <laughs> if you no. had been three years and 11 months and you did, and, and then who knows what they would have, they would have tried to hit probably you. Been a lot more, probably been a lot more, but yeah, I did have to just had to dispute a fine with them. I did. I did always wonder how that works. If, 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 if I'm going, if that's the case and I go three years, 11 months and I'm out and they come to me and say, you owe me four, 14 grand i'm gonna look yeah. at him and go you ain't getting 14 grand how yeah. you gonna make me what are you gonna take me to jail what is it some kind of union police gonna show up at my door and, and knock on my door say hey paul we're locking you up in the union jail i mean i don't know how this fees are enforced 
<laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know how that happens. But they got a friend they with the have sheriff. A training program in there. They probably have a training program, anyways, in that jail. <laughs> yeah, you get a bunch better, probably a better <laughs> education in the jail. I'm sure they, so. they do have good training. Um, so, but I mean, again, they make me pay the fee, but I'm, I'm not sure if I, if I said no, I'm not paying your fee. I think what it means that I'd probably have a, I obviously would have a hard time ever getting another job in the union, right? It's pretty oh, yeah. pretty sure. My name would be Mud. Pretty sure, and mm-hmm. but Jay would hire you anyway, so it would be it's it's yep. all good. You you go non union and you say I'm not paying the money, and I imagine there's some people that probably don't pay the money. They're probably like, <laughs> and and incidentally, not everybody honest. out there, Jay is still stumping for Milwaukee. Okay, he's still yep. stumping for Milwaukee to give him some uh, to sponsor a show. Oh come on! <laughs> I haven't gotten any response from Milwaukee. Sorry, uh, sorry. We'll shoot for next week. Yeah, there you go. All right, everybody. Well, again, for Chris and Jay, my name's Paul, and we want to thank y'all for joining us this week on Electrician Live. We'll catch you next week. Till next time, stay safe. God bless. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.